If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance card. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. It's a crazy day already. Carlos Beltran stepping down as the Mets manager. A parting of the ways, if you will. Makes perfect sense, though. I mean, didn't they strike a deal where no player can get in trouble for this? So... But then Beltran becomes manager, and the, and the truth of the matter is this. I heard he's a pretty good guy. From people who know people who know people that know people, told me he's a really nice guy. And I feel badly. But you were involved in this. And if they didn't punish him, sadly, this may hang over the Mets for as long as Beltran's there. And you just don't need that. You just don't need that, nor do you want that. You need to start over. So will it be Hensley, Bam Bam, Mullins, Eduardo Perez, Luis Rojas? I, I don't know. But it's got to be somebody else. Do I think Beltran has a spot in baseball moving forward? No. I think these guys are done. I do. I think they're done. Alex Cora, done. Beltran, done. A.J. Hinch, done. Jeff Luno, done. This is a scandal. And to be quite honest with you, I could tell you that it should be way worse than it already is. I think this should be banned for life. Haven't heard those words. And probably won't hear those words. Bart Giamatti would have said those words. He said them freely to Pete Rose. Right? I think he's going to do that. So I think that uh, he was free with those words. They're not doing it now. Manfred's not doing the same thing. But 
I, I can't imagine that a Met fan right now, and I like the Mets. I mean, I'm okay with the Mets. I, you, you can't. You have to move on. We didn't lose anything. Beltran can retire defeated as a manager. You didn't win. You didn't lose. It's almost like he wasn't hired. Go hire Eduardo Perez. I wouldn't know any differently. Right? You still have time. Nobody's down in Florida yet. Season hasn't started. Let's move forward. And I think baseball really needs to move forward. I think baseball has a lot of critical issues. I think you're either a baseball fan or you're not. I worry whether, you know, little, when I, when I, down here in spring training, I see kids, but I, I see mostly older people. I do see, I know it's Florida, so there's more old people. I get that. But I wonder, is baseball an old person's sport? Don't the young people watch MMA and basketball? I can tell you this. My son, little Roto, man, we go to a baseball game. He's entertained for about three minutes, and then he's not. But he goes because we go with my father-in-law. You know, it's like uh, the, men, the men of the family go out when my father-in-law visits us once a year. But I can't tell you that he's hyped for it. He doesn't know the players, really. And there's just a lot of downtime. This is a kid who's stimulated on his phone 24-7. The phone's always on. PlayStation's always on. His brain is always moving around. Now, maybe there's something beautiful in baseball in that it's slow and methodical. And it's outside. And it's nice. And it's a good day. Cracker Jacks. Seventh inning stretch, blah, blah, blah. I don't know whether kids today like that. Seriously, does what I describe a, a child, a millennial? I don't know. Unless I can watch the game on my phone, it's not very interesting. I bet you millennials would find highlights of baseball way more interesting than the game of baseball. Now, football, for some reason, has moved past that. I don't know why. Maybe because it's a shorter season. Maybe because it's, it's intense. Maybe because people around America just love it so much that I think people, you know, watch football regardless of age. But baseball, I'm not sure. 20, 30 years from now, I, I worry about the game of baseball. I do. I worry about the game of baseball 30 years from now. Now, maybe people would say, Dr. Rota, you're crazy. Baseball will last forever. Nothing lasts forever. Nothing lasts forever. I think this is a blight on baseball. And when you have cheating scandals and betting scandals and all these other things, I think there's a problem. People lose trust in the game. Like point shaving in basketball. I mean, God forbid the NFL has, a, has something like this. Bad. Oh, whoo, Bad. Bad. People don't like strikes, Right. People don't like strikes because we want to see the game, and we already think that players are getting too much money anyway. So nobody wants to see a strike. Nobody sympathizes with anybody. Nobody sympathizes with the owners, and nobody sympathizes with the players. We're all like, you're greedy. Get back to work. Right? Scandals, strikes, these don't help sports. Playing helps sports. Being approachable. Players signing autographs. Players taking pictures, Instagrams, whatever it is, social media. You've got to embrace. You've got to embrace 
the youth. Because otherwise, I don't know what we have. I do. I worry about baseball. You know, 50 years from now, I won't be here. But I'd be interested to see how the game looks, if it's thriving or if it's struggling. I, if I had to bet now, if I had to go bet on it, I'd bet on struggling. Right? Because I just don't know whether or not my, my kids and my grandkids are going to be watching the game. They're going to find other things to watch. Other things that stimulate their, their brains and the way they're used to. All right, I have a busy show today. I'm going to talk more baseball with Gray Albright at 2.40. But when we come back, i got to break down NFL. i got two games to talk about. I've got an AFC championship game, and I've got an NFC championship game, and I'm going to tell you the two teams who are going to make the Super Bowl. This is going to be an easy one, because I think these are two games that are easier than people are giving them credit for. I think I know the winners. I will break it down, analyze them, discuss them with you, and give you some plays if you're playing either betting or obviously in DFS. We'll do them both when we return right after this. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, by the way, I'm just listening to what that uh, that, that clip was. I, there was no lying, in my opinion. I don't think Beltran ever lied to, to the Mets. I don't think the Mets realized how badly baseball was going to turn to this, to, to, to turn on these guys. When, when Cora gets fired prematurely, think of it this way. A.J. Hinch and Luno are suspended for a year. They have to reapply. Houston's Jim Crane fires them. The Red Sox part ways with Alex Cora. At that point, how do the Mets keep him? The Mets would look like the biggest idiots on planet Earth if they kept him. So I don't think this is a, oh, he didn't really tell us everything. I don't think this has anything to do with that. I think this has to do with if the Mets didn't do what the Red Sox or Astros did, people would look at the organization and say, what's going on there? And they would question the organization. So the organization, I'm sure of this. I'm sure they're like, dude, we really like you and we don't want to have to do this. And this is a hard thing for us to do, but we're going to have to let you go. And Beltran's probably like, hey, no, man, it's not something I I didn't know. I didn't know. And look, and look, the, the, the bottom line is it's the best thing for the organization. This is not a you thing, dude. This is not a Beltran thing. This is an organizational thing. It's way past that. If the Red Sox keep Alex Cora, they look like they are condoning what he did. You can't condone it. Same thing for the Mets. If Beltran's there, they condone it. You can't condone cheating. Anybody who cheats and anybody who's associated with it, you're out. Right? Anybody associated is out. I used to have this joke. I used to teach tennis. And I would bring people, and I was like the, the, the head guy, right, at this club. And I would bring people, new, new people up, right, new instructors up. And if there was an instructor I didn't like, I would say to everybody, I'd say, this guy and the person next to him are both getting fired, so watch it. So if somebody knew I didn't like a guy, they'd all, they'd all stand away from him. Because i got to take you both out. That's what happens. Take you both out. Anybody associated with that with that bad with the bad seed goes. Right? You're the bad seeds, friend. You're out. In this case, Beltran was a bad seed. Didn't say he's a bad guy. Just did a bad thing. It's as simple as that. As simple as that. All right. Done. Done talking about this. Let's go to football which is what I like talking about. I like talking about more than cheating scandals. All right, Green Bay is going to go play San Francisco. 
Green Bay literally has two players. Two. One, two. Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams. Stop both of them. Game over. Alan Lazard, Geronimo Allison, Jimmy Graham, Jake Kumaro, not great players. All Jags, just a guy. Aaron Jones, great player. Devontae Adams, really great player. Stop those two guys, you win. This is not hard. San Francisco is going to have Nick Bosa coming at Aaron Rodgers all game long. DeForest Buckner, Eric Armstead, they come in waves. Aaron Rodgers is going to have very little time to throw. Now, is Richard Sherman fast? No. But he's really smart. He's really smart. And they will double team Devontae Adams. Right? They will do... They will play the appropriate defense. Devontae Adams will see double coverage the entire game. If the 49ers lose, it won't be because Devontae Adams caught 150 yards and two touchdowns. They won't let that happen. Maybe it'll be that Marcus Valdez-Scanley did, but it won't be because of Devontae Adams. Their run defense, top three in football. They're going all in to stop Aaron Jones. So if you stop Aaron Jones and you double-cover Devontae Adams, show me how, how Green Bay's scoring. Please show me. Dre Greenlaw, beast. Fred Warner, beast. Quan Alexander, beast. I think you're going to see a really, really good 49ers team on Sunday. A solid defense. Now, Green Bay's defense is pretty good, too. This might be the only way for Green Bay to stay in this game. If the Smith brothers, Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith, can pressure Jimmy Garoppolo, there's a shot. But I think it's going to come down to this. I'm going to tell it to you straight. If the 49ers run for... Over 110, 120 yards, 49ers win. Book it. Because Jimmy Garoppolo may not need to throw to Kittle, Sanders, and Debo. If he can, they can run the ball with Tevin Coleman, Raheem Mostert, and Matt Breida 38 times for 147 yards, Jimmy G's going 11 for 21 for 142 yards and a touchdown. Game over. Right? So the key is going to be this. Green Bay is going to have to neutralize the running game, right? And then when it's third and four, they got to get to Garoppolo. If they don't get to Garoppolo, it's over. Fact. Because if Jimmy G is making three, third and four, he's going to Kittle for five yards, then they're back to running the ball again. And Kyle Shanahan is a great play caller. Great. Not good. Great. I didn't really love Kyle's father as a coach, but Kyle's really good. He's very inventive. He really is. So they have three guys who could run the ball. They've got four guys they can throw to. Green Bay's got two dudes. Two. Four beats two. 
The only way Green Bay wins is if Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith pressure Jimmy G and Jimmy G chokes. If we see a Jimmy G choke, Green Bay's got a shot because Aaron Rodgers won't choke. He may lose, but he's not choking. Jimmy G, I mean, is, is the moment too big for Jimmy G? If the moment is too big for him, then they're in trouble. Even so, I still think they run the ball. And I, even Jimmy G can go 9 for 18 for 109 yards and a touchdown. He can manage to do that. So I, I, I think San Francisco is better on both sides of the ball. Green Bay has done a lot of good this year. That defense is really improved. Mike Pettin has these guys blitzing. They're doing a great job. Aaron Rodgers played a very solid year. Not a great year, but a very solid year. Aaron Jones is special. Devontae Adams is special. Tell me the other great player they have on their team. Tell me the other guy who's going to get him to the Super Bowl. I don't see it. And this whole narrative of the 49ers passed on Rodgers and now he's going to show it to him. Come on. That narrative is way old. Come up with something new. Give me a new wrinkle. That was a wrinkle from 10 years ago. Come up with a new story. Be inventive. I don't see it. I think the story here is how quickly the 49ers have turned this around. That's the story here. How John Lynch came in and brought in Kyle Shanahan and made this team legit. And maybe the story is that Bill Belichick handed them their quarterback for a second-round pick. But Debo Samuel, trading for Manuel Sanders, playing Matt Bryda, signing Tevin Coleman, even after losing Jarek McKinnon. Look, look how far they've come. Look how far they've come. So, prediction. I will say San Francisco scores... Three touchdowns and two field goals for 27. And I say Adam scores two field, 27, 27-16, 49ers. There you have it. That's one game down. I will talk about game number two when we come back. Possibly, arguably, the more exciting game. I think it's more exciting. Great contrast. The puncher versus the boxer. Titans versus Chiefs. I break it down right after this. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook. We're listening to this show. You can get a deposit bonus of up to $500, and here's how it works. Create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, make a deposit, place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it with a 50% bonus of up to $500. This offer is eligible for all users, plus new users will get a risk-free bet of up to $200. So please go to sportsgrid.com backslash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com backslash DK. And if you do have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Please see the website for details. All right, at 240, I've got Gray Albright coming on from Razball to talk a little baseball. But right now, I am breaking down the Titans against the Chiefs. Can the Titans win? Yes. Yes. If, you, if you're worried, you're like, eh, I don't know if the Titans can win this game. The Titans can win this game. I'm not telling you they will. I'm just telling you they can They're capable of it. They've got the players to do it. You know, I don't think this game is going to be a blowout. Not the way the Titans play. But this game is going to be closer than you think. Derrick Henry, shockingly, I know, I'm going on a limb with this. This is a hot take here, is the key to the game. I know. He runs for 150 yards. Titans win. 
I believe the magic number this week is 150. I told you it was 120 a couple of weeks ago. This week, I think it's 150. I think we're looking at 30 carries for 150 yards. If he gets 30 carries for 150 yards, here's what will have happened. The Titans will have dominated time of possession. The Titans would have dominated the line of scrimmage. The Titans would have imposed their will, and Henry would have averaged five yards a carry. If that happens, I can't imagine the Titans losing this game with Henry that with that many yards and carries. But I don't think it's going to be like 20 carries for 150. That's not the magic. It's 30 for 150. I need them both. I need them both. Right? If he gets 20 for 150, just many broke off one big run. Anybody can do that. It's the 30 carries, which is a big number for the 150. They've got to impose their offense. Run, run, run. Now look, the Chiefs know it's coming. There's no surprise. And the Titans know what they're doing. So this is, here's our guy. There's your guy. Let's go. Bring it on. That's how the Titans are playing this game. Smash mouth. Will they throw a wrinkle in every now and then? Of course. Tannehill will play action pass a couple of times. Maybe a little Khalif Raymond. Maybe a little Tajay Sharp. Maybe take a shot or two with A.J. Brown. Maybe Janu Smith or Ferkser. You know, you throw a little play action in. If Ryan Tannehill throws for under 125 yards and Henry runs 30 for 150, Titans win. Don't think low numbers for Tannehill and go, they're going to lose. No, it's if Tannehill's throwing for 300 yards, they're probably going to lose because that meant they were stopping Derrick Henry and it was the only way to move the ball. You stop Derrick Henry, you're going to win. Right? So I think Tannehill's numbers are going to be minimal. Henry's numbers have to be enormous. And then Brown, Davis, Sharp, Raymond, Smith, all these guys have to just do their jobs. I think it comes down to the Titans' offensive line. Can Taylor Lewan, Ben Jones, and Conklin open holes as they've been doing? Can they do that? And by the way, can Brett Kern continue punting at a very high level? Because they inevitably will get stopped. And Brett Kern's got to punt it real deep and put the Chiefs on their heels. That's how it has to work. Who else is important? Jeffrey Simmons is important. Jarrell Casey are important. They've got to get to Pat Mahomes. If they don't get to Patrick Mahomes, game's over. Fact. Because you can't give Mahomes time, he will carve you up. Jayon Brown, he's limited. Not sure if he plays yet. Rashawn Evans, limited. They need those guys. They really need those guys to play. Same thing with Dory Jackson. 
Looks like he's going to play, but Logan Ryan. There's a lot of guys who are nicked up in that secondary. They need Ryan. They need Jackson to be healthy. They need Evans to play. Evans, a real good run stopper. Bayard has to make an interception. For sure, Bayard needs to make an interception, which is not going to be easy because Mahomes doesn't throw a lot of them. Now, for Kansas City. If Patrick Mahomes throws for over 300 yards, it's meaningless. He does that for breakfast. I don't think he's the key to the game. I'm not even sure Damian Williams is key to the game, but I think he needs to be effective. They need to run the ball just enough. They have to run the ball about 15 to 17 times. Just enough so the Titans aren't sitting on the pass. I think this is a Tyreek Hill week. It wasn't last week. It'll have to be this week. I'm not sure it's a Kelsey week. As much as I'd like it to be. I think if I'm the if I'm the Titans, I see what Kelsey did last week, and I'm like, I'm not letting that guy beat us. A Dory Jackson, I'll put you on Tyreek Hill, but I can't let Travis Kelsey beat us. So can Mahomes find Hill, Watkins, Robinson, Hardman? Yes. So it's going to be the offensive line for Kansas City against the defensive line of of the Titans. And conversely, it's going to be the Titans' offensive line against the Chiefs' defensive line. That's what's going to win the game. Now, I don't think the Chiefs' defense is great. Chris Jones really needs to play. He really needs to play. It's really up there. Without him, it's rough. Frank Clark is good, but he's a whole lot better with Chris Jones. If you look at this Chiefs defense, the run defense is a little suspect. Pass defense is interesting with Tyron Matthew. And Kendall Fuller and Shavarius Ward, better than we think they are. But I don't know about this run defense. I'm, I'm, I think this is questionable. I would tell you that this is a bad matchup for the, for the Chiefs. Now, I've said this before and with other games, and I'll say it here because I think it, it applies. If the Chiefs win the toss, I want the ball first. Absolutely want the ball first. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I don't want to go down to the Titans. I don't want the Titans playing with a lead because then they're going to slow the game down. I want to score first and make the Titans have to change the way they play. Whichever team forces the other to make changes wins. And I think Andy Reid can make the right changes during halftime. I'm not so sure about Vrabel. I know Vrabel's a smart guy, but does he have the right coaching staff there that can make the right adjustments? The great coaches make the great adjustments. Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick, Jimmy Johnson. These guys made great great adjustments at halftime. Can Mike Vrabel? If they're down 21-3 at halftime, do you think the game is over? Of course it is. Titans aren't coming back from 18 points down. Right? But the Chiefs could. If the Titans are winning 21-3 at halftime, could the Chiefs come back? 
Yes. Why? Because they have Mahomes, and you trust that they'll make the right adjustments. That's the difference. I'm not saying Vrabel's not a good coach. He is. But can they make the adjustments? Are they good enough? Are they deep enough? Do they have an offense that can make those changes? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think the Chiefs score 30 points. Something around there. Three touchdowns, three field goals, something like that. I think the Titans score 20. I think this is like 30 to 20. I think this is 30 to 20. I think the Titans put up a decent game, but at the end of the day, the Chiefs are the better team. And I think the Chiefs are the better team. They are. And then I think we have the makings of a really great Super Bowl. Chiefs 49ers is interesting to me. That's a Super Bowl that I think would be very, very interesting because of the styles. Right? A team who runs against a team who throws. A team who's got a really good defense with the 49ers against the best offensive quarterback, quarterback arguably in the game. We could say Lamar, but I, I'll, for my money, I'll say Patrick Mahomes. But I don't want to get ahead of myself here. Green Bay and Tennessee have a shot. I just don't think they're as deep. They're just not as deep. They're not as deep as the Chiefs. They're not as deep as the Niners. And I think at the end of the day, the best two teams who are coached the best win. So I think it'll be interesting, but there I gave you. I think I have double digits for, on both games. I'll take the Chiefs, and I will take the 49ers. But right now, you know what I'm going to take? I'm going to take a break right after this. We'll be back with Gray Albright. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews 
with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, my God, that. Back with you here, full time fantasy, and it's 2:40 on a Thursday, so it must be time for my friend Gray Albright from Razball.com. Gray Albright, I actually listened to you. Don't tell anybody, but I actually listened to your words of wisdom, and I did what you said, and I didn't take Jared Cole. I picked five. I love it, man. I uh, I was looking at this team, and I feel like I could have drafted it for uh, the first. Six rounds. I got I got a few bones to pick later on, but I love that you skipped over the uh, the top starter. I think that was I think that was the smart move to do. And the first Bellinger and Devers as your first two. I I mean I I think Devers is actually wildly underrated right now. He feels like a guy who could easily be going where Juan Soto is going, but instead he's going like you know, 12 or more picks later. It's like, uh, it's a little bit bizarre too, because I feel like the Red Sox are usually overrated. And, uh, but I guess, I guess it's because Juan Soto in the postseason, people saw him and they're excited. And, you know, even though you wouldn't think that necessarily would affect experts, quote unquote, but it does, I guess. I don't know. I like Juan Soto. Don't get me wrong. I think he's. Uh, I think he's a great player. I, I mean, for someone who's only you know 21 years old, I could actually see a Hall of Fame career for him. But he is for fantasy. He's 35, eight steals, maybe uh, 290, 295 average, which is great. But Devers is that easily. And he's much later, so I, I love the first uh, couple picks. I uh, I don't know about how I feel about Josh Bell though. <laughs> all right, well, all right, so let's. So I, I listened to what you said. I took Blake Snell in round three because I you said Snell or Giolito. Round four, I was aggressive and went with Mondesi because I needed some speed there. Can I really wanted Keston Hura, 
But he was he sniped me. The uh, Jeff Erickson sniped me the pick before. Are you okay with Mondesi this year? Yeah, no, I'm totally okay. I love Mondesi there. I think that's an. I think no pun intended. That's another steal. I think Mondesi. You know, he had an issue where he went and he had a, a shoulder surgery at the uh, tail end of last year. So that should he. You know, and he he needs like five months to uh, recover from that. He should have plenty of time. He's not a huge bat like power guy anyway. So, you know, I mean, he runs with his legs. Those should be fine. I'm I'm totally cool with Mondesi there. I think Mondesi is a roughly 15, 45 plus steal, 260 hitter, which is for the fourth round in this deep of a draft. That is incredible value. Now, I love Mondesi there. I think Mondesi actually over Herrera. All right, good. So I'm glad I got to hear that. So let me paint you the picture. I take Corbin in five, Chapman in six. So now you're getting on me for Josh Bell. So here's where we were. I mm. absolutely was ready to take Brandon Woodruff. I was literally ready to click the button on Brandon Woodruff. And of course, he gets sniped to pick for me by Ray Flowers. So now I'm sitting there going, I liked Loriano a little bit. I liked Bell a little bit. I didn't want to take a closer. I thought about Conforto for a second. I took Bell just thinking he was onto something last year. But I want to know what you didn't what what you're not liking cuz I saw a player that really started to break through. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, Bell's I feel like Bell comes with a a, a bunch of caveats that yes, if his first half was solid, which I mean, excuse me, if his first half continues again this year, then he's solid, and he's an easy pick there. But his second half was such a mess. I think his second half really, like, for me, I feel like, you know, because up until the first half last year, he was more of a 18 to 22 homer guy. And then he went crazy in the first half of last year, and everything is off the charts for his first half. Like, his first half last year does not really look like anything he had done prior like he had a 18.4% homer per fly ball in the first half, which is ludicrous on a 35.8% fly ball rate. He's not a fly ball hitter. So if he's hitting no fly balls and he doesn't really have that kind of power, PNC is in the greatest park and the pirates are awful. I'm just like, I'm off a bell, at least at that price. I think you're uh I think the, the way I would have went is, I mean, I would have went Conforto over Bell for sure. I would have went Loriano actually over Bell, who went one pick after Bell. And then, I don't know, there's other guys too. I, I, Solar, I, I trust actually, I trust, I trust Jorge Solar more than I trust Bell. And all truthful, I, I like Loriano. It was really between Bell and Loriano, and I took Bell, and then, of course, Loriano was the next pick. So in round eight, I took James Paxton. I've got a theory. I don't think he's going to throw more than 150 innings. I'm not even going to argue that with you. But I think he could win 14 games with the Yankees and have an ERA about 3.6. Can you live with him as my third starter? Yeah, <laughs> I can. The problem, I, the problem I'm starting to see with your team, though, is you're, you're starting to go, like, I understand you need arms. But you also need bats. Like, is, at this point, you have 
Bellinger, Devers, Mondesi, Chapman, Bell, and you went another pitcher when you already had Snell and Corbin. I, I mean, I get it. You felt like you needed another solid two to three starter, but I feel like I would have went for a bat at that point. But, you know, I mean, to each his own. I, what you're saying on Paxton, though, uh, 14, 15 wins, 3-6 to 3-80 or A, that's where he lives usually. I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm okay with that. You know, the interesting thing is you said go for a bat, but when I look at the bats around there, Michael Brantley, Trey Mancini, Honestly, can I tell you the other bat I would have taken? I would have taken the guy I took in round nine. I like Rice Hoskins that much. I was entertaining him in eight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Hoskins has his own problems, but I also I like Oscar Mercado, who went a few rounds later. But I think you could have got Mercado probably at the Paxton pick and then went pitcher where you took Hoskins. But now, I mean, that's a little bit of quibbling because that's how I would have drafted versus how you actually drafted. <laughs> I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't in your earbud telling you exactly how to draft. Obviously, well, but next next like, year you could I be. Mean, I do like your team in general. I just think you know, there's there's a few question marks, and I do, I think you kind of need, you need some bat area actually next. <laughs> Your, your team's starting to look like you, you might need a, uh, I don't know, a, a middle infielder possibly. Uh, I don't trust Hampson. you got you got to be careful. Uh, that's all I'm saying. So it's interesting that you mention that. spoilers. No, 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 no. So, you know, I was debating Garrett Hampson, and there are other guys I like. But I look at Hampson and I say the following. I think the Colorado Rockies are going to trade Arenado, and I think at some point very soon they're just going to play all their young guys. Hampson's September was unlike anything we've ever seen. I'm going to tell you his worst-case scenario is 15 home runs and 30 stolen bases. That's a, be- that's a worst-case scenario. Couldn't it be better than that? I will say, I'll say this. You are basically saying the Rockies will abandon their decades-long philosophy of never playing a young player ever. I wouldn't be surprised if they went out and got Brian Dozier before they played Hampson. They <laughs> hate rookies. It never happens. Every year it's like, oh, Romeo Tapia, oh, my God, he's got so much upside. And then he gets 175 at bats. No, it's true, but maybe when they're talking about trading Arenado, doesn't it seem to think that they're going to, that they're going to go with young, with youth? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you would think that. That would be my thought, but, I mean, that's what I've been thinking for the last, you know, five years with, like, Tapia. Hampson should have played last year. We saw what he did in September. Can you imagine? Like, instead, they gave, like, they they give Ian Desmond 400 at-bats every year. And it's like, Ian Desmond? He hasn't been good in seven years. What are you doing, Rockies organization? That's my point. But my thought was, Hampson and Mondesi, I could have 100 stolen bases between the two of them. It's possible. No, I, 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 no totally. I think, if anything, you could potentially have a trading uh, chip with Hampson and try and, you know, and potentially fix something else on your team. Because if Mondesi's good, as I think he will be, you may not need as many uh, steals as Hampson's going to provide if Hampson actually plays. But 
I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Rockies give Daniel Murphy another 600. <laughs> All right. Was there any team that you were, as you were perusing, that you're like, wow, I, I like this team start or I like what's going on here? Uh, yeah, no, there's a few teams. I, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't love, uh, you know, cause I mean, people say this like, you know, Oh, well, 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 what team? Hey, great. Which team do you like? But you know, I didn't draft any of these teams. So all of them have issues, you know, but if I were going to say a team, like I like, I like a lot of Yelich's team, um, RT sports. I like that team. Yelich. Justin, uh, excuse me, J.D. Martinez, uh, Jordan Alvarez. I like, I like, mo- I like a lot of that team. I don't like Whit Merrifield though. So you know, like again, there's a caveat there. I like uh, the Acuna team. It looks pretty solid, but I don't really love, you know, Altuve and Gary Sanchez. I'm a little iffy on, even though I'm sure it's a two catcher league. You know, so there's teams I like. Probably my favorite team though is the Lindor Tatis team. I love Fernando Tatis Jr. this year. The problem with that team is I don't really love Chris Sale. I do like Lucas Giolito, though, so, you know, there's that. But, yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of an issue there with the NFBC team. But I, I do like it. I just have, uh, I have a small issue here and there with some of these teams. You know, I always feel like there's no perfect team. I mean, very rarely do you ever look at a thing and go, wow, I love this. I love every pick, right? Because there's always, you never know what's going on in somebody's thought process. You know, just like you said, yeah. you would have done something different than I did, and that's how it works. Right. Yeah, no, totally. But I see what you're going for. I mean, you had a uh, you had Bell, Snell, Ballinger. Instead of Dr. Roto, we had Dr. Seuss who's drafting this. <laughs> yeah, Bell, Snell, and Bell. There you go. Come on. You gotta you gotta know I was thinking that, Gray, because you would have done the same thing. I know that. <laughs> All right. Is there a guy in the first round here that shouldn't have gone in the first round? Uh well, as I said last time I was on, I don't like starters in the first round. So uh, I mean that throws out four guys, but if I was going to say a bat that I don't like in the first round, I really don't like Bregman. I think, uh, you know, like, you know, there's going to be a lot of people uh, fading Astros because of the whole cheating scandal. And I don't, I don't necessarily think that's going to have anything to do with fantasy. I think that's more of a, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, a lousy situation uh, for the Astros, but it doesn't really have anything to do with fantasy. But Bregman has, he went, became an extreme fly ball hitter this year, and he doesn't really have – like he had a 382-foot average fly ball, I think it was, and that's not really home run power. So he could fall into the same problem as Jose Ramirez last year with too many fly balls, not enough home runs. All right, Gray Albright, always love your analysis and your insight. We'll t- have a great weekend, my friend. We'll talk to you next week. All right, thanks, bro. You got it. That's Gray Albright from Rasball.com. He's going to be a steady guest in the show, and nobody breaks down baseball like Gray. Love listening to him, and you can learn a whole lot. I know that I took copious notes. All right, going to take a timeout. Be back with you right after this.
Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Dr. Roto back with you here. Full-time fantasy. Check me out at fulltimefantasy.com. Enter the promo code ROTO50 for 50% off your first two months. Also, check me out at si.com backslash fantasy. And uh, interesting show today. Talked a little bit about uh, Carlos Beltran and why the Mets could not keep him. I think that it's they're saying Eduardo Perez is not going to get uh, the job. I think it's going to be Bam Bam Mullins. And I'm okay with Bam Bam. Bam Bam's been on the bench for the Giants. He's been, he's been around. He's all right. I can live with him. So he'll be okay. 
I would think we also talked, we also broke down the two games. I told you I like the 49ers to win convincingly over the Packers. I told you I like the Chiefs to win convincingly over the Titans. And then my man Gray Albright from Razball.com came on and complimented part of my draft by telling me that Rafael Devers is as good as Juan Soto, which I agree with, by the way. Soto has a bigger name, but I'm loving Devers. He didn't hate my Mondesi pick, which was great. He has me a little nervous about Josh Bell, but it's all right. Let Josh Bell be my worst player. I'll figure it out. Right? I will figure it out. So, won't be here tomorrow. Apologize for that. Won't be here tomorrow. Got to do some testing at the University of Miami. Be, I'll, be, uh, I'll be waking up at 5 a.m. doing testing tomorrow. So, uh, I'll be busy all day. But uh, I'll be back on Monday. Breaking down the games. Me, I'm bringing up my friend Jim Day, Fantasy Taz. That's right. We love Jim Day. We're going to break down the championship games. Hopefully, they're great ones. Hopefully, they're exciting. And I know they will be. Okay? But right now, it's time to put away the insurance cards, put away the copay. The office is closed, my friends. So I want you to leave it right here for Wager Talk. They're from 3 to 4 p.m. So uh, keep the dial right here and listen to their show. It's very good. All right, Sean, my man, appreciate you. Thank you for this week. Thank you. And uh, for all you guys out there, remember, check out fulltimefantasy.com. We have the analysis of the games. And uh, if you're betting this week, Chiefs and 49ers. Hope you're my rich friend. All right, guys, this is Dr. Roto saying be well. Take care. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.